Welcome to Beyond Expectations. In an effort to build rapport with our listeners who want holistic wellness in their lives and are looking to expand from what they already know beyond expectations. Hello, you guys. So today we're going to go more into uh, the body, body and mind, but more so into the body as well, okay? Um, so I want to talk about some of the stuff that I do, the questions that, the cues that I ask when I'm assessing somebody who is interested in living a healthier and more physically active life. Um, and a lot of that comes with a lot of assessment questions um, to see, start a baseline, to see what they are doing and what we could improve on, what they're willing to change bottom mm-hmm. line. That's the biggest, biggest thing. So you're talking about clients that are coming to you, hey, I'm feeling icky in my body, or is it like for physical fitness, or are they coming um, for overall of, like nutrition too? Most of it, well, I'll get a couple. I'll get mostly for physical, mm-hmm. uh, because everybody, I think physical becomes an easier goal because they can they can see it. Yeah, measurable. It's measurable. And um, as much as even for that measurable goal, you have to work a lot of internal. They want to see the results, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to see, have, have something that's tangible. Um, so with that, we have obviously different fitness assessments that we do. Um, as well, we test your, you know, um, your functional movement, you know, like your basic squats. We go into your upper body, your flexibility, your hamstrings, your low back, <laughs> um, because those are essential things that you need to learn how to do. We go into that a little bit. When we talk before that, I get to build a rapport with them and say, hey, you know, Nakia, how are you? How are you feeling? Say, what brings you to the gym or coming to talk to Oh, how about like you do me? Okay, well, do, 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 do a brief because it takes a longer time okay. to do it. Um, but you know, there's will, always things you need to, I feel like I live a pretty healthy lifestyle. So it'd be a good uh, thing for our listeners to yeah. hear somebody who already kind of does their own self-care practice, including, including the physical. Mine right. is mostly yoga. Right. Um, but I would love to, to hear how you work. Yeah. So then the first thing is we have to uh, refine the goal, mm-hmm. right? So the first thing is like I say, what brings you here to the gym? Is it just because you want to? Well, what about me? I hate the gym. Okay, so what brings the you to... The like scares me, all the people. Are what brings you to talk to me? What is it that you are wanting or seeking from me as a health coach, right? So then I would ask you those questions. But most of the questions I'll ask is first, what is your goal? If you have a goal in mind, right? And I also talk about, do you have a physical goal that we can work towards? Well, again, people like something measurable and tangible. So if it is a wedding or a spring break. I want five pounds gone by my trip next week. Right, which obviously Or a better way of saying that's unrealistic is saying, okay, understand that in order for you to do that, this is what you need to do. And from that perspective, they'll be like, okay, that's a little unrealistic. Mm-hmm. So you have to show a little bit of uh, responsibility and see if they're willing to take on that. Because essentially you want to see if they can, because people might want six pack, mm-hmm. but are they going to work to do and get that six pack? Yeah. Right? That's, that's, that's a lot of the issue that I've come across with a lot of clients is they want something, but they're not willing to work for it. Or, and, and it's the first thing is to have them understand what you have to do to attain that. And if they're willing to do that, so talking about, you know, what is your eating habits? What is your eating habits? Give me a typical day, what you eat. And of course, they don't take everything, right? Because they want to Because we forget, too. It's not about, yeah, it could be forget, but you know, they want to hold back what they ate mm-hmm. because if they ate bad. 
uh, but we try to tell them, ask us a typical day that you ate today. Mm-hmm. Be honest. The more honest you are with me, the more I can help you. If you cheat yourself, then I'm, I'm, I can't really help you. Do you have them do like journals? Yep. So then when I get them as a client, I ask them to write for three days mm-hmm. uh, what they eat um, is, is exact measure and the exact type of food as you like. Um, I also tell them to use my fitness pal because it is easy way to just put something in. You can just look it up and you get a whole bunch of options. Um, and what it does most important is educates you. Mm-hmm. So when you put down um, a salad from Trader Joe's, they'll tell you all the nutritional factors in it. Oh, really? My fitness valve. Yeah, my fitness valve. And it'll, it'll give you even restaurants, everything. But you'll get to see, like, gosh, this salad was actually 600 calories. I thought it was only three. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, so something then, is three calories? <laughs> I'm sorry, 300. <laughs> carbs are in, uh, you know, how many protein is in four ounces of chicken. That's going to be around 27 grams. But it gives you an idea so then you when you can look at food and eyeball it and know what the nutritional, what the, uh, the most important macronutrients, um, nutritional fact of it is. So you just know when you look at food what protein is in it? Um, essentially, most of it. Most of it. Yeah. Like, and, is it because you just kind of yeah. eat that way? And well, it's not even that because I, I study. So mm-hmm. if I'm looking at someone's diet, I have to kind of have an understanding of what they're taking mm-hmm. in. So, you know, talking about, like I said, macronutrients to, um, is including your proteins, fats, and carbs, right? Because those are the foods that give you the most nutrients mm-hmm. and energy, most importantly. Um, and all serve great purposes. So fat is just as important as carbohydrates, and carbohydrates just as important as I know, when does fat get the, like, the bad end of the stick? Because I love me some avocados. Oh, avocados Oh, they're great. so good for you. It's and, so you great. know, they're good for your hair and your skin. And hair, I remember skin, there was a moment mind, that your mind, your brain, your memory. It's good. It's like the good fruit. Yeah, so and, actually um, memory, uh, anyone... Um, there's been research about Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. um, you know, any diseases with Alzheimer's or uh, memory loss, cognitive thinking has shown, shown that more healthy fats, that omega-3s most importantly, more of those that you will actually help. And um, also research are talking about fasting. Fasting, mm-hmm. what it does in fasting is that when you, uh, fasting is when you basically are not eating, right? Mm-hmm. So then you have to pull from your storage, your glycogen storage, which is stored sugar, essentially, mm-hmm. carb, sugar. And when that's depleted, what it does is starts tapping into your storage of fat. Um, and that will then, it, what it does is stresses your body. Mm-hmm. And it stresses your body to work a little bit more, which helps then improve it. Almost like, I don't want to make it like it uh, reignites um, a spark, a spark uh, of something that hasn't been used. Mm-hmm. Right, so it makes because you because we're using the sugars. Yes, as well. yes, and we All become dependent on it. Mm-hmm. So it almost made us lazy, like lazy. Mm-hmm. So then, what it does is it kind of fires up something, um, you know, certain fuels that are going to help us actually with our memory and and our and our thinking. And yeah, I so, actually support that yes. because sometimes I, mean, I work really hard. Fasting. No, I yeah. agree because sometimes I work really hard and I kind of just don't stop to eat yeah. and I do find myself even more energetic and I'm yeah. like how come I have barely been right. eating and that probably there's a phase that goes through that though yeah. so there's probably a period where you feel yucky and then once you get past that period is I would call that a threshold right and there's also a threshold in physical activity so often I like to train uh, my clients to work past that threshold I just had a client who was doing squats 
Now, I'm, that's where you have a trainer because you want someone to actually push you through that sticky period when you're doing the squat, let's say. Instead of just giving up and laying down. Right, because yeah. you can. You're going to hurt yourself if you do something. It's too yeah. heavy for you. But you need to work. You need to... You need to do that, I guess, in life, right? You don't think about that. But in physical, you need to work past that threshold, that sticky period, right, to improve. So I have to assist her to get out of that heavy lift. Mm. And she can't do it on her own. Oh, because she's squatting with weights. Yes. Oh, so like, she's trying to get right, so She's trying to do more weight. Yeah. To get stronger, she's going to have to increase that weight, but get to the point where she has, I said, I'm going to get to the point where you're in a sticky period, where you're struggling. I want you there, and I'm here to assist you to get out of it, mm. right? And we can apply that actually probably to life, right? Mm -hmm. It's funny, I teach this in physical activity, getting healthy, but I'm like, so much of this can be applied into every life decisions of knowing that stress is not always a bad thing. No, no, it's, it's working through that. Us. Yes, it's working through that. It's like I said, so in order to improve, you need some kind of a healthy stressor mm -hmm. to kind of challenge you to take the next step, to get stronger mentally, get stronger physically, strong spiritually, whatever that is, and how you react to stress, I think the most important thing. Yes, definitely. Right? So yeah, we go through a whole analysis of what, you know, um, obviously ailments, any medical, first important thing is they have to go through a screening of their um, heart condition, number one. Um, and then we'll go into any injuries or any problems that will go into um, possibly come up in the physical activity or working out, and then we we'll go through the diets and everything like that. So, so we go through a lot, a lot of stuff. But we can kind of, I can kind of go through something really quick with you. Yeah, if you want, it's up to okay, you. Yeah. So, what, you like? so what is it? What what is it that you feel that you lack, or you can leave, you you let's say not even lack, let's say positive, that you could use improvement. In, in living a healthier, more physically active life? Uh, I think right now I can get very passionate about projects. Uh -huh. I, I get interested in things that I have to get done. And luckily, I, I now have a team who's assisting me with some of my passions, uh -huh. um, with my business. But I think I can get deadline-oriented. So how can I, when there's a deadline, mm -hmm and my routine is uh, d disrupted. Okay. Because I do have a routine. I have yoga classes I go to regularly. Um, like after I drop my son off at school, sometimes I have an open hour. If I do have an open hour, I might go take a walk. Right. Um, or yoga class. It's generally a walk or yoga class. That's right. it. Like I, I'm very like a habitual creature. Uh, and, or I go read a book. Uh, and that for me is also a part of my fitness routine because I do need to decompress right. from all the thinking I'm doing. Right. Um, so how can I, when I have a deadline or something that comes up that, that takes me off my routine, uh -huh. how can I add up some physical fitness in there that'll keep me uh, burning the correct fuel? Okay. Uh, but some of the questions, some of the just things that I would suggest is like if you, depending on what it is, but if you were to... If you need to study, I find that studying um, and exercising. So I've exercised on a bike before mm -hmm. and read research. The highlight marks might be a little all over the place, but it's also been proven that when you exercise, you retain better, you learn better. So I've learned that I study better when I'm actually on the bike and reading. I retain a lot faster. I'm not reading the paragraph over and over and over again. I'm able to uh, more quickly move. So maybe if I have to read articles or I'm, I'm researching something for a project yeah. to go to the gym and get on the bike. Now, my challenge there is 
like I mentioned a little bit earlier, that I don't like the gym. I don't like the environment of the gym you can have with a lot home. of people. I'll have a bike at home now. We can get one. I'll have a bike one. Yeah, it's a cheap one. $150. It's a foldable bike Oh, Amazon that I got. Um, and, and like I said, I don't, I don't like exercising. I think people think just because I, I like exercising. I, I really honestly don't like crowds of people around. Oh, okay. Me. Well then get a bike and you know, the, um, the Pendleton bikes are a lot more expensive, mm -hmm. but that's why home gyms are becoming kind of relived again. You know, different things. You know, workout videos that used to be DVDs are now on your phone. Yeah. People going back to everything. People are going back to, uh, watching doing home workouts yeah now. so it's all accessible right so that you don't have to be if that is your obstacle that is my obstacle yeah, the there's always something that you can there's always a solution to an obstacle right yeah, and i think the only reason i like to go to yoga is because it's such an internal practice that i'm okay with other people being in the room with me yeah because i'm on my mat doing my thing there we go back to my individualistic thing right yeah, 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 yeah. i'm on my mat and i'm following what the teacher is saying but i don't have to like engage or yeah. you know they're sweat on me yeah I hate spit like you know like yeah, yeah, I don't yes. know if I don't like crowds or whatever but when it comes to like working out I do like my own space when it comes to working out because yeah. I like the freedom to just be really immersed in it that makes and sense. something about like gym yeah. classes and going to the gym like kind of is the opposite of that so that's my obstacle yeah so you can start mm -hmm. incorporating you know more more pan exercise if, it's, if time is a problem mm -hmm. is an obstacle obviously you could do it at home there's so mm -hmm. many different accessible things that you could use um, and another thing that I imply is I put it in my calendar as a meeting. And you talk about that. Yeah, meeting. like it's, like, it's an appointment. It's an appointment. Yes, you make appointments for everybody else to talk about self care. Yeah. You need people need to make an appointment for themselves. Yeah. It's an important self care appointment. You put it in your calendar and say, hey. So I put my workouts in my calendar. I say two to four, boom, my workout, and that's it. That's locked in there. Now, if something more important comes up, then I'm, of course, going to take that off. But at least it's it's there. It's part of my template. It's my day. And then I try to work around it as much as I can. I think that's the most... You, if you want it to be important, you want it to be something in your life, you have to implement it in your life and work around it. Discipline. Discipline. See, you have it. Discipline. Yeah. When it comes to that, some yeah. other stuff, not so much. Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, and then when it comes to food, you guys, I'm very much about um, healthy, balanced eating. So, and I say that is because um, I grew up where my family was very much about low fat, low fat, low fat, low fat, really? low fat, eating healthy. But we ate tons. We ate tons of carbs. We ate just because we thought it was low fat, right? Mm -hmm. Another thing of being low fat, but then if you're over consuming. Yeah. It's so it's noodles. The problem. Right, the same problem. Not even just noodles, just over consuming food, more calories than you're actually yeah. burning, that becomes storage as well. So it was kind of a backwards way of thinking, you know, there's so it's all about balance, right? Mm -hmm. Um and then now I'm older, I actually like fat. I, I didn't used to use butter, I'm like, oh my gosh, this bread is amazing. Uh, uh, my girlfriend made this like steak and bread and something and I was like, oh my gosh, what did you put? She's like, I just put some butter and salt and steak and I'm like, it's amazing. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's butter. Because it's butter and salt. I don't even eat salt very often. Yeah. Um, but I think the problem is we deprive ourselves so much that we actually go to the other end of binging or going through problems. So when I was a kid, I actually had an eating disorder. Now, it wasn't necessarily food related. It was more about control. Mm -hmm. most eating disorders is about control yeah. um, something in their life is not going right or they don't know how to handle the stress or what's going on so they they take on a, a 
pick up an unhealthy habit that they feel like they can monitor and control. So that and was, they become addicted to it. And, and they become addicted to that that thing. So you know, mine was bulimia. So mine was I would emotionally eat, right? Because it made me feel like I'm, I'm taking all these problems and just making be numb to the problems. And then I would actually feel like I was purging them out. Throwing them out, feeling better about myself. I also feel guilty. Felt like you purged. Yeah, I felt so. I felt really fat and yucky. Worse to the point where I felt like I had to throw it all up, and it made me feel better temporarily. Mm-hmm. But it was just a, it's a, it's a temporary relief. Yeah, like most things, right? We we go for temporary stuff, temptations or urges and whatnot. So that was that's what um, uh, a bulimia is. So that can also be with exercise. Mm-hmm. You can over-exercise, excessively exercise as well because you overate to compensate. Um, but there's a lot of other health uh, complications that comes with bulimia, with anorexia. Um, that could be a whole different subject. But that does actually, I wish I had some more trivia on that and I bring it next time. But mm-hmm. the effects of um, body image disorders, eating disorders, whether they are clinical or not, um, huge. Yeah, increasingly you know, huge. I've had some clients who developed an eating disorder. Like I started working with them when they were younger, preteen girls, and then as they transitioned into their body, and a lot of them had issues with their mothers, like a a lot of attention seeking of their mothers, or their mothers were very rigid in things around them or against what was going on. Um, You know, and I just saw that it was about control, and a lot of times, you know, eating disorder, the treatment of it is very intensive. You know, that's why there are so many treatment programs where you have to go inpatient within the hospital yep. and do a lot of work with the family because right. you know to put the responsibility of healing that whole dynamic on one therapist I always felt like it's not something I was willing to profess any kind of expertise in because right. it's so many levels it is it is and um, one thing that I did do an outpatient you did and one of the things that I did like is um, I felt it was a lot of focus on food and if that was my focus, I didn't want to, when people would monitor what I'm meeting, watch what I'm meeting, that made me feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So I, what I found my relief was, was physically, physically, physically active, feeling the endorphins, the rush of endorphins, feeling good about how I feel internally when I exercise, feeling the stress, being more mentally aware, doing something for myself. That, and I've said it several times, is exercise has become an antidepressant. Mm-hmm. It is an and antidepressant. It is. It is a very good treatment for anxiety and depression. Yes. It, yes. it just is. And I think it's so funny to me that um, no matter how many times we tell people to go on a walk, and they're like, we're tired of being told to go on a walk. And, and you know, sometimes uh, clients come in, for therapy, um, because and they're overweight. Yeah, and it's it's a part of our assessment to notice, you know, physical yeah. fitness and stuff. And and so oh, being overweight is a symptom of depression because it just shows us that you, um, at some point in your life, stop disciplining your body to stop eating or and or moving. Right, right, right. Like you know, one or the other. You maybe you don't eat a lot, but you just don't move. Right. You know? So what I tell, I give a visual and I say, mm-hmm. what kind of car do you want to be? Got a car. Want me to answer that? Go ahead. What kind of car do you want to be? What kind of car? Well, I like black. I want to be a Lincoln. A Lincoln. Yeah. Okay. Um. And I guess that just means regular gas, right? No, it's a hybrid. It's a hybrid. <laughs> okay. it's a so have a little bit of battery. MK. So the, ba- the battery maybe is vegan in New yeah. Zealand. <laughs> um. 
um, so I asked them what kind of car they want to be, and you know, what what do you like about that car, mm-hmm. right? And how's it run? It runs off of gas. Oh, it right? runs off of gas and, and electricity. Electricity, and it preserves itself. Right. And so then I talk about you know if you have, if you think about if you were that car, you know, you running into empty all the time and then not feeding it. What does it do to the car? It internally damages the car, right? You want to always you want always have it. Someone have said it always keep it at least half. So that be your empty and constantly fill it up. So you're always just ready to go. Right. If you have a Ferrari, you're putting unleaded fuel into it. It's not going to run as efficient. So depending on what you feed to your car and how you treat your car, which is essentially my verbally your body. Mm-hmm. Right. How efficient do you want to be? Do you want to be fast? Do you just want to be slow? Do you want to be like a rundown car that's you know whatever? And when it's a rundown car, maybe you can still guess what? Refurbish it. Yeah. Make it better. Yeah, because there's nothing wrong. It like it's not like we're judging weight as health. No, because you know some some bodies are just born bigger bones and voluptuous and wonderful. Yes, I wish I was more voluptuous in certain places, but there's a point where your body feels icky. It's not even about what it looks like; right. it's about what it feels like. And if it feels icky and unhealthy, then usually that's correspondence yeah. with what's going into your body and what's you know. And what what's you're not sad to me is this: I think mm-hmm. the most most thing is one of the questions I ask is when are you the most happiest with your body, right? And sometimes people never feel that; they've always had issues with the body always been overweight so when I give them a question like that um, it's hard for them to think of a goal it's hard mm-hmm. for them to feel a goal because they've never it's easier for you to work for something that you've already had because yeah you know that's true what it felt like you know how to be there what it's like but when you don't have that you have no no starting line yeah. of what it could be and people don't know the potential of where they can be because they've never been it and never seen it so it's almost like you have to play this imaginary game and, and do a lot of motivation to tell them who they can be. Yeah. You know? Um, or they only know what they know from movies and magazines and books they've read. Right. And we kind of have an image of women, at least, you know, as a woman. That's what I can speak to. Like, I remember growing up thinking that, like, we all had to have that hourglass shape. Yeah. And, like, something must be wrong with me if it wasn't particularly indented in my ways. Right, like, right. You know, if, the, if you don't got an apple bottom. Right. You know, yeah, exactly. Like, because as a black woman, especially culturally, you know, mm-hmm. black women are known for booties. And here I am, you know, I'm mixed. And I was like, why did I get the white booty? Exactly. <laughs> you know? So, but all that is, like, body image related yeah. to culture, yeah. related to expectations. And now I'm just like, this is what I got. Of course, sometimes I would like to work. You I gotta work your assets, girl. I gotta work your assets. You, you were gifted a nice booty. <laughs> yeah. You just need to tone it and maintain it. You okay. gotta tone it and maintain right, you can't, it. You can't just abuse it. Gotta yeah. give yourself beautiful. You gonna get, give you a singing skill. You're gonna just go smoke. <laughs> oh, you're gonna go in and you develop that vocal cords because yeah. God gave you a gift. So right, drink my honey and my tea. Whatever it is, you got a wide and waist. With me. You got a wide waist. Go ahead and put some wide buttons. I mean, the, what's I'm saying? I'm trying to point out like the little minimal things that we think about ourselves, but be, they become huge. Yeah. Because of how we think others. Yes. Of course, because we haven't we haven't installed self value first, Mm -hmm. going into self value. So people want a tangible goal first, something that they can think that they can achieve, right? But the bottom line of all that is that we want them to pick up healthy habits and a lifestyle. So while they're working toward a tangible goal, they're actually picking up other healthy behavioral habits that they're like, you know what? 
exercise. I like this. I like how it feels. I like what I do. I like where it's leading me. And then it's not about, then it's not about reaching this goal. It goes beyond that. It's about being healthy and living a healthy physical life, more fulfilled, fulfilled life. So when you get, it's not about the goal, it's kind of diminished, mm-hmm. right? And you continue to live that life. So it's really about developing us, helping you develop a healthy lifestyle slowly. Yes. Not and I don't want to intimidate people, but that's it's if you reach that body goal, amazing, and you will reach that body goal. But more importantly, we want to help you. So it doesn't take you. It's we're not. That's why we say it's a. A, a lifestyle so you can train with us every so often it's not going to be a month program it's not going to be a two-month program it depending on where you go it might be a three months it might be there's people who do a trainer for the entire life yeah i got used to you one of my friends actually last weekend i went to lunch and she was like my trainer is leaving i don't know what i'm gonna i might refer to you but she's like, i don't know what i'm gonna do he's moving out of the country you know, I'm used to this person. This yeah. is how I've got this healthy lifestyle that I really love. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. How often do you see a doctor? How often do you yeah. see a therapist? How do you, you know? I think it's different with a trainer. Like, even for, like, with a therapist, I would, they would, should, they should only see me once a week. Mm-hmm. And that's when they're even, like, kind of in a space where they're ready to do more intensive work. And then uh-huh. we, you know, wean them off and they come every other week, right. once a month, right. and when they need to come. I think physical fitness, like help coaches like you or fitness trainers, you kind of like get to be in their lives, more. you know, more often, yeah. purposefully, right. especially in the beginning. Right. And then the weaning off is dependent upon the goal, right. you know, whereas our weaning off is kind of dependent upon their processing of where they're trying to right. go, you know? And I don't want people to think that we know, because we do know more, but mm-hmm. m- most important thing is that people know what to do. It's yeah, they know. not they're not being they need a cheerleader right they're not being accountable and they're not disciplining themselves to do it so we become that sorry I'm going to say that whip be like hey that's me I'm not saying but we become that accountable partner that makes you you know fulfill and get reach your goals so that's essentially why you need us more often because you know if you're working out one time a week and you're eating like crap and not doing anything else that one time really does nothing for you yeah right just besides tells you Give me an excuse. And if anything, it discourages yeah. you. You're thinking, I don't need this one time because I'm not seeing anything. You're not seeing results. Exactly. Because you think that one time should have given you results. Exactly. So I should wear it again. Yeah. yeah should, should, should. Should. Um, so lifestyle. So one of the things about food, right? This article talking about mindful eating mm-hmm. is um, is just... And eating. mindfulness is like giving attention to something giving without attention. judgment. Yeah. And just making sure that we actually sit down and take a fork. Maybe even bless the food. If you bless the food, you take a pause to appreciate the food, mm-hmm. right? Sit down, sit up straight, make it an event. Often if you make it with people around you and make it an event, it's a more pleasurable experience. But if you're always on the go and just stuffing your face, you're not even enjoying what you're eating, yeah. right? So I think the difference that we talked about was research about cultural eating and mm-hmm. how in America, we're on the go all the time with different cultures. Mm-hmm. Part of possibly why they're not overweight is because they actually have more food culture. Mm-hmm. They actually sit down with families. They have a big and they breathe while they eat and they cook yeah. and take fresh foods. They take more time in enjoying food culture and mm-hmm. cooking food and being around people that enjoy food. I think um, most of us who are always thinking about work, 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 we're just feeding, we're stuffing our faces, not thinking about what we're eating, mm-hmm. right? And I don't know if you've noticed, you guys, is when I've gone to a fancy restaurant, right, and it's fancy food and it tastes delicious, 
I don't eat a lot if I don't. Have you ever noticed that? Do you I eat do. a lot? Really? I, I eat it all. I want <laughs> I want like a four-course meal. Oh, see, I, I take my time. But, I take, but you take your time. Yeah, I take yeah. my time. But you take, you enjoy, you take your time. So why can't we appreciate food like that with everything that we eat? Right? If it's a bag of chips, appreciate those bag of chips. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's amazing. One chip at a time. No, I mean, no, I know no. that, I don't know if I can say it, but I know that when I was high one time, I took <laughs> fried chicken wedges, and they were the most delicious thing. I was like staring at myself, <laughs> taking small bites, like, oh my gosh, this is so delicious. Look at myself eating these Kentucky fried wedges. <laughs> so funny. Enjoy the best, the best Kentucky Fried Chicken ever. <laughs> so whatever it is, enjoy the food. Take time to enjoy what you're eating and what you're yeah. doing. So yeah, that's. I think that's a, we're gonna leave in with that and take take time to enjoy life. Yeah, take time to notice everything that's going into your mouth, into your body, into your environment, the people around you, um, the things you give time for and appreciate, yeah, and appreciate it. So that's your homework, listeners, to go out into the world and notice things that you appreciate. And look up sometimes. And look up sometimes, sometimes. from your phone and from everything you're worried about, from your schedule, from your planner, mm -hmm. and, and just notice and, and practice uh, mindfulness, you know, because I think that's something that's been a common theme throughout all of our episodes so far that we want uh, our, our listeners and ourselves to just notice what makes us happy and what helps us to live healthier and happier lives. And I think that's the first step. Self-awareness yeah. is always the first yes. step in making any change. Yes. And we encourage behavioral change yeah. for healthier happiness. Let's right? just be mindful of everything we do and appreciate everything. Even yeah. the smallest things. Even if it's a Kentucky Fried Chicken. Kentucky yes. Fried Chicken wings. <laughs> that taste, taste amazing. KFC. KFC. All right. Goodbye. From Beyond Expectations. Yes.